Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Unfriend Me Show that you can support. That's right, with your own hard-earned dollars. Maybe just a dollar. Whatever you like over at patreon.com slash unfriendme. And thanks. Oh, yeah? I love nerdy stuff. I've loved it all my life. If you haven't loved it as long as I've loved it, I doubt your sincerity. Stop ruining my life, experience vampire! Oh yeah, well last I checked, there's no time limit on when someone can like something. Blow it out your hipster ass! Oh yeah! Well, if you stick up for fake nerds, then you cannot Hello, everybody, and welcome to an especially epic intro to Unfriend Me, the podcast that attempts to solve all of our social ills one hour and many phone calls at a time. I'm Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young, and we're back, Justin. Hello. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Greetings. Yeah. How are you? Hi. What's going on? (laughs) I'm fine. I'm feeling a little bit like a fake nerd today. I feel like I'm going to have to defend myself on a couple of... uh, couple of points uh, for example and we'll get to all this in a second so this is just a little taste for you because we got emails to go through some other stuff but uh if we were to be asked right now all of our existing knowledge on things like say doctor who i would come off as a huge fake nerd and you would come off as the yeah. true nerd uh, yeah. but if we did the same thing for i don't know world of warcraft i'd i'd drink you under the table so yes. So we're going to get into that today. We're going to talk about what it means to call somebody a fake nerd. Why do people do that? Why does it even matter? Does it matter? Uh, Fake gamer chicks is part of this. We're going to need your phone call so it's not just two dudes talking about that end of the spectrum. We'd love to hear your feedback. So that's all going to come up on this episode. Before we do that, Justin, probably should take a look back at last week. Well, uh, we're going to go back two weeks ago because I I, I have no interest to uh, revisit Westbrook. But uh, we did get some good uh, Westworld stuff, but it's just hard to do. Whenever we do a spoiler episode, we don't want to like blindside people to be like, oh, yeah, you didn't sign up for Westworld, Westworld spoilers. So please skip the next 10 minutes or whatever. So right. sorry, no Westworld. Feed. But we do have feedback from the week before that. And that was all about gender flipping, mm. uh, uh, specifically uh, uh, how it's done on the Internet, fascination with it, our frustrations with it. Stephanie from Green Bay wrote the fact that you, that they use women for Ghostbusters has basically little to no effect on your life. I'm talking to you, Scott. Mm. It also doesn't take away from the fact that there are great Ghostbusters movies that already exist. Well, why not? Having a crappy female friend of Ghostbusters movie doesn't make the original movie uh, suck in any way or take away from their meaningfulness. So to say that the entertainment business needs a reason to swap gender roles is essentially invalid. I don't know why Stephanie's calling me out, though. Scott. I don't get it. I, I'm I'm totally down with her statement. Everything she says, I agree with. Like, it didn't ruin a bad Ghostbusters movie. The reason I didn't like it is it was written poorly. It was uh, bad. Yeah. It was bad. But I also made the comment last week that there are going to be some people out there who saw that in a different way and from a different perspective, and I have to respect that. And I hadn't really considered it before, but to some people, these replacement women or these women who are now in the, these iconic roles or roles like them, are really important to somebody else. I, I copped to that last week. And then I would also just say, uh, 
I didn't say it had any effect on my life. It doesn't change the fact that I think the first Ghostbusters is an uh, all-time classic. I'm pretty sure classic. you said that it ruined your life. No, it didn't. I never you said, said I, anything I, like I, this. I, 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 my life was great. Like, you know, I was I was gliding along. I had three beautiful kids and now a grandchild on their way. And then that pesky Ghostbusters movie you know, came just, in and ruined everything. Justin has all this gas. He just needs it to be lit now. Someone needs to dump the gas on me <laughs> and then light me. But but I'm telling you, there will nothing will ever take away the original Ghostbusters. Even Ghostbusters 2, which I will say on the record, was way worse than the reboot. But Ghostbusters 2 is hot shit. That is a garbage movie. That didn't ruin the first one for me either. So, dude, Stephanie, I'm with you. I don't know why you think I'm not. I think that's weird. Glenn from Canada wrote in. By the way, a lot of what we're going to talk about today, I feel like is connected a little bit to the gender swap thing. This is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. this is kind of a part two to some of the themes that we are talking here, although I'm glad that you paused so I can say that it, that is a ridiculous statement. <laughs> say that it was worse than the remake. Vigo, the, there's nothing as good as Vigo the Carpathian. No, he's great, but they they squandered him as a waste. Total waste. It's a little bit like Superman's Henry Cavill. Anyway, let's move on. We're doing all the crossovers, aren't we? Glenn from Canada says, I really do think the politics play a big part in all of this. I think too often it is used as a point of promotion and it turns into representation to essentially a, sorry, turns representation into essentially a make America great again hat. I don't think it's fair or helpful. Largely, I put the blame on bad slash toxic PR campaigns more than anything else. I'm fully into representation and diversity, although quite frankly, what I want is more mixed identity groups without stereotypical characterization. But I think, uh, sorry, but I think how it tends to be promoted is pretty divisive. I completely agree. So far, two emails that I agree with. Justin, you want to throw any yeah. gas on that one? <laughs> no, I, 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 I think that uh, th there's no doubt that this is used as a point of promotion. And right. I think it is hard to separate. This is where we get into the, like, you started it first mm. element yeah. of, well, it's because of man babies who are screaming about the fact that their toy commercials are ruined, that that uh, uh, we now have to make a big deal about this. Right. And then the other side, the, yeah, but it's the representation police that needs to make a big deal about this. Why can't we just focus on it being good or not? Right. Right. And so I, I, I don't. My only wince is is the idea of somebody started it first when I think there is plenty of example of bad behavior. 360. Yeah, Justin's uh, a many sides kind of guy is what he's saying. That's what he's getting This is to. you and your many sides thing. You just <laughs> loved it. Uh, uh, Nako writes, regarding the experiment swapping Clinton and Trump's genders, you need to run a series of experiments with different actors. Clinton would sometimes be male and sometimes female. Same with Trump. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yes. If they thought, I mean, like, yeah. but also it's like, then at that point, you're 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 getting into a, I guess you're mitigating for the fact that maybe an actor will be good or maybe an actor will be bad. I think the idea here was not necessarily that that gender swap thing is a scientifically accurate experiment. It was just a artistic portrayal of of something that that makes us think about gender roles and and specifically in something that was. Presidential races beyond 2016, but ex specifically 2016, mm. are all very reductive, mm -hmm. right? We're mm -hmm. not really looking at the measure of these people and what they've done in their life. We are reducing career public servants into you screwed up saying this thing off the cuff two days ago or 
you know, you, you said a thing awkwardly once, and now that's going to determine whether or not you win or lose. So with that political theater already set, the idea of the fact that this was very gender ingrained, that became an issue in the campaign, uh, I think it was just a way to play with it. So sure, I, I don't think that the NYU experiment, that the NYU show was necessarily scientific or was not, sci- I know it was not scientifically accurate, but I know. Yeah, it's, it's thought experiment, not science necessarily. Yeah. Scale wrote in, who gets paid that way. I don't know what that means. Above all, I believe with good casting slash directing slash script writing, you can make a good movie out of any concept. And that, if the general uh, says in Doctor Strange, or as the general says in Doctor Strange Love, I'd like to hold off judgment until all the facts are in. But as uh, details are discovered about an upcoming movie, when does it become appropriate to worry? I'm going to interrupt this email in the middle of it just to say a quick thing. Uh, my favorite example of this lately is nobody in their right mind anywhere thought that a many years down the road sequel television series starring original actors about the bully kid and uh, uh, karate kid, nobody thought that would be a good idea. Nobody ever thought, if, even if that got off the ground, that it would be good. There's just no way that that enters anyone's mind where they're like, oh yeah, this Cobra Kai idea, well done. This is going to go awesome. Can't wait to see how it turns out. Yet, that's what it is. So I just want to, I just want to, you know, chime in here with scale and say, I agree that you can make almost anything out of anything good if yeah, you do a good job. I would agree. Yeah. That's a, just a prime modern example of it. Cobra Kai has no right to be as good as it is yet. There it is. All right. Anyway, he says, for example, in the, uh, this, this could be a lady. I don't know if scale's male or female. But anyway, for example, scale's a guy. It's scale's a guy. All right. In the original Mad Max, uh, sorry, if the original Mad Max was to get a remake, when do you get worried? Is it A, straight away because hands off my childhood, you monsters? B, when it's set in California instead of Australia? C, when the role Ma- of Max is given to Melissa McCarthy? D, when the director is revealed to be a partnership between U- Uwe Boll and Linda Sauer. Sauer. I don't know who that is. I know who Uwe Boll is. But... I, I, I know who Uwe Boll is. I don't know who that is. Yeah, same. I don't know who that second person is. Anyway, E, when the entire cast is to be made up of non-white, uh, genderqueer, other kin. Sorry, that made me laugh. Uh, Or F, when every time a reporter asks why these decisions were made, the answer is because it's 2018, you colonial oppressor, hashtag me too, hashtag BLM, long live Karl Marx. Again, I'm a pillar of optimism, but you have to get skeptical at one point. Yeah, but you also got really hyperbolic at one point uh, because none of what he said in there made a whole lot of sense past the California-Australia thing to me. However, all of that being said, I don't think you should worry about anything until you see it. And then once you've consumed it, you can make an informed opinion and then hold that opinion as your own and don't try to tell everyone else they're wrong because they have one that differs from yours. Yeah. Done. Yeah, the Ghostbusters thing was weird because part of the backlash on it was that the script got leaked during those Sony hacks. Mm -hmm. And so the script was out there. People were like reading not only the scripts, but also the email about the development of the scripts. And so people knew what the movie was going to be before it came out. Uh, as for scale, I'm very much looking forward to this remake of Mad Max starring only straw men. <laughs> Mike in L.A. Uh, writes, I'm a Hispanic man, but I don't need the main character of a movie to be Hispanic or a man in order for me to see it. I loved Wonder Woman because it was a fun movie, despite the identity of the lead actress. I'm also a devout Christian, and I can honestly say that I don't see a lot of good representation of devout Christians in mainstream media and Christian movies suck. But 
I am not clamoring for 62% of all characters in TV or movies to be Christian to match the demographic of America, according to a quick Google search. Just give me fun, interesting characters that make sense for the plot. Well, Mike in LA, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Congratulations on LeBron James coming your direction and may you continue yeah. to be a bright shining I, I think point. The only, the only caveat there that I would carve out is that there is, I think, a frustration from certain elements of population, as, as I think uh, Mike sort of illustrated as somebody who would theoretically like maybe a few more Christian values, well-written Christian values, television for him to consume, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, that feel that there's never any representation, that it's, it's very rare that you see anybody that is represented of a certain level. And that's where I think kind of the Apu stuff sort of came uh, to go back to to back the, to the Simpson thing right. was that it became as soon as a poo got so big, now that was the only voice that anybody in Hollywood wanted to cast because Indian an Indian voice was a poo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, spelled a poo a p u. Everybody. Uh, anyway, <laughs> everything to do with anything. <laughs> Uh, remember, you can write into this show, unfriendmeshow at gmail.com, write short emails, or I'm going to edit them and make them say the opposite of what you mean. Yeah, Thank he you. means that threat, by the way. He'll do it. I've seen him do I've it. I've done it in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been, I, I've, I've, I've purposely maliciously edited emails. Keep them short. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite the thing to witness. Um, also, uh, you want to write this phone number down that I'm about to give you because we're going to take calls early today or earlier than we usually do. 801-471-0462, 801-471-0462. Put it in your phone, be ready, and we will take your call at some point. All right, Justin, fake geeks, fake ner uh, nerd girls, fake gamer girls, uh, yeah. this uh, whole thing uh, that seems so to permeate stuff. Let's talk about it. Let's uh, Before we get into this, let me also just note that this is a different kind of episode than the ones we've done in the past. Traditionally, we have either talked about things that are real or stem from real events or have traceable, verifiable histories that I can dryly sort of go through facts and contacts uh, because, as Scott is very, very quick to point out, there are often many sides to arguments. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is different. Because there's not really any kind of uh, uh, inciting incident on this. This has been a creeping element of our popular culture. So which is why normally we start with a Wikipedia definition. Today we start with an Urban Dictionary definition for fake nerd. A right. fake nerd is a fake-ass person who has seen shows like The Big Bang Theory or to a lesser extent Twilight and have uh, mixed in with the modern hipster culture and styles uh, like wearing fake Ray-Bans and 80s-style clothes. They have played some kind of popular video game, such as Call of Duty or Madden or FIFA or a singing music game, and think that they are also gamers. <laughs> they claim that they are nerdy because they do things or hang out with similarly-minded individuals. They are completely fake because they have no sense of what a nerd is. They are also the same people who make fun of people for playing Xbox or PS3 too much or play World of Warcraft in their spare time. Real nerds are disgusted by the way posers pretend to be like them. Is that the number one rated definition on uh, Urban number Dictionary? Number one, fake nerd, mm. Urban Dictionary definition. Now, yeah, I, mean, I just want to point out the irony here because I think it's, it's probably obvious irony, but it still should be pointed out. Uh, when I was young, being labeled a nerd or a geek meant 
you might get your A kicked and nobody liked you and you were made fun of because you didn't like football and didn't date cheerleaders and all those other things. Yes. Uh, we have flipped that all on its ear, everybody. Now what happens is somebody who was formerly a football star in high school is like uh, super into a thing like, oh, dude, I love Lord of the Rings. And they immediately get attacked by a bunch of nerds who are like, no, you don't. You've never read the books. You don't know a thing about it. You're a Peter Jackson fan. And that's all you all. And that's all you ever will be. I've always been bothered by the fact that we just went and changed clothes and are doing the exact same thing in mass to. to oh, yeah. To and also, by the way, the late developing shy kids still get their ass kicked by the jocks. Yeah. Like, uh, it turns out that this wasn't all because. Some people like sports and some people like Tolkien. It turns out that bigger kids who uh, develop faster kick the shit out of smaller kids who develop later. Oops. Who would have known that there was another thread here that we could have explored? Yeah, that it wasn't just down to what uh, what book you read or what TV show no, you remember. Oh, no, I ain't got my ass kicked because I was a computer nerd. No, it was because you were smaller yeah. and, and because uh, uh, you were shyer and because it was easier for bullies to pick on you because bullies are insecure assholes who are exercising some element of insecurity in a way that they feel comfortable. Yeah, it's also important well, to note. To it's important to note that the, and I'll just say this for us tall guys because we were having a tall guy conversation earlier. When people ask me, "Did you get bullied or teased when you were a kid?" Yes. When did that stop? When I got tall. Yeah, that's oh, it. There's a there's a shocking idea. That's it. I yeah. grew up. I got I, suddenly my hormones kicked in. I went to from I don't know five foot one to six four, and suddenly nobody picked on me anymore. Weird. Weird. Odd. Odd. Yeah. Oh no! I thought it was because you got into sports. I thought it was because you all of a sudden developed like a silky uh, uh, a sky hook. No, none of those things. In fact, the height—the only thing the height did do that seemed contradictory—is it did get me a couple of dates with cheerleaders and uh, pep squad late girls. Because yeah, I was tall and kind of decent looking. That they thought you were on the basketball team. Right. <laughs> anyway. So that I'd throw that out there. Continue. How on. to spot a fake nerd. This is from forevergeek.com. There were times when being a nerd or geek came with a social stigma. Geeks and nerds were bullied and picked on. And then something happened. We grew up and took over the world. Ugh. Now geek culture is everywhere. And between movies, shows, and video games, it's the norm. This presents a brand new problem for us in society. The genesis of the modern day wannabe geek. Someone who clearly isn't an actual geek or a nerd, but is playing the role because it's the it thing right now. Much like how they ostracized us when we were younger. Now it's our turn to call them out. Oh my gosh, I hate that paragraph so much. I hate it. I hate it. It's awful, that paragraph. Anyway. Here's the problem, Scott. These fake nerds are sucking up to the cultural cachet. This is from politeonsociety.com. If there are other... Uh, in any other lifestyle pursuit, the frauds get called out. Mm. Thugs call out fake thugs frequently. But there's no one uh, uh, there to geek check the ones who pretend to be about that nerd life, which leads to the culture being watered down even more. But hey, it's okay. Soon anyone who has a smartphone or plays a game on it will be considered a nerd. I suppose we're all point Dexter now, right? Hashtag nerd shade. <laughs> yeah, I also hate. But that here one. might be the most insidious trend, Scott. All right. The yep. most, the most, uh, the, the most, uh, uh, you know, disgusting of all. All right. Of all these fake nerds. All right. They're also sexy ladies now. 
This from Forbes.com, pretentious females who have labeled themselves a geek girl figured out that guys will pay a lot of attention to them if they proclaim they are reading comics or playing video games. Celebrities are dressing up as geeks to read a, reach a larger audience. Even Richard Branson labeled himself a geek for crying out loud. Uh, this is also from ForeverGeek.com. I know sexy cosplay is part of what drives the nerd industry, and I know us nerds see it for what it truly is. Problem is, every wannabe model has come to discover that cosplaying at conventions gets them a shit ton of press and attention. As they do random photos, like the one pictured above, which is, uh, imagine a, uh, a, a sexy joker uh, that doesn't have pants on and only the tie is hiding her hoo-ha. Oh, my goodness. Uh, All right. But if you want your heart broken, go up to the finest ones and ask them their character's backstory or if they know the character that inspired the character and they slowly realize they're just fembots sent to assimilate our culture because it's the big thing now. <laughs> All right. I don't know if it's your inflection or if it's the actual words or a combination of both, but it makes me want to pop somebody in the nose it's really it's a little rough so here's the deal we normally go back and forth scott and i uh we will certainly have a lot of conversation between scott and i but i want to make sure that we open up this for the callers as soon as possible so 801-471-0462 i see joss yeah joss is in uh, there i would love to hear from her i would love to hear yeah i'm gonna turn the calls on now it will now ring through if you call I'd like to read something from Tom Merritt I think is appropriate here, if you're okay with me reading this. Please, go ahead. Um, uh, a lot of people don't expect this thing that he says, but I think this is uh, truth, and it applies to this, even though he's really just talking about the internet. He says, quote, uh, June 27th tweet, it's almost like when the internet went from being a subculture to mass adoption, it stopped having the advantages of a subculture and started having the problems of mass adoption. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Wise beyond his years, that Tom Merritt. I feel like he basically kind of sums it up for me. Like, we're just dealing with the idea. Like, if we always thought that stuff was good, part of what made us feel better about ourselves is that we were in what we felt like was a kind of exclusive club. And we knew how good Tolkien was, and nobody else did. Because they just said, well, whatever, they just blow it off. And we played D&D, &D, nobody else did. We knew how the kind of depth and relationships and cool stuff we could do there and the rest of the world had no idea. So we were in our little private club. None could molest us. And then now we're all getting molested. Well, no, now we're all molesting each other because it's, 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 it's a whole big, broad thing now. Like it's hey, everybody. How about this? Yeah. How about this? And, and, and if I, at the age of 35, am to, be, uh, am to then understand that I was a part of the dying days of nerd as a subculture, yeah. if, if the internet came in, swept in, and when I was in high school, we were getting good comic book movies we were getting the you know the brian singer x-men and and blade 2 the very, very okay we're back sorry uh everything's good all right taking your calls by the way 801-471-0462 801-471-0462 call and uh we'll add you even if it goes to voicemail keep trying uh it does work i just had to make sure it worked okay anyway back to the point uh do you think there's a conversation to be said about Joker lady with a tie covering her hoo-ha. Like, specifically because it's the Joker. Now, if this was just somebody in, like, um, let's say dressed like Fred Astaire, okay? 
let's take a a, a a piece of culture from a time that we no longer seem to care about as a nation. All right. Yeah. And you say, don't send me your emails. I'm sure he's still admirable. Whatever. Fred Astaire is great. That's not my point. My point is, let's say she's dressed like Fred Astaire. No, no, no. Go ahead. Take a big shit on Fred Astaire. <laughs> Finally. Someone's going to take that asshole down. And, and, and he's got, uh, Fred Astaire has got a tie. She's dressed as him and has a tie hanging down covering her hoo-ha. What's, what's, is, is there any difference? Uh, no, there's not, I mean, is there? There's people not People like to take sexy photos. Yeah. Sexy people uh, look sexy and sometimes they like to take sexy pictures. Like I, I just, I, I, I don't get, well, here's, here's why, right? Because there's this concept of the bygone era of, of, of the way that we grew up and maybe it still happens. Maybe it doesn't. I'd love to hear from younger listeners. Like, is this even a thing anymore in an era when, when the most popular trendy basketball players are watching uh 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 uh, dragon ball on their iphone while they get stretched (laughs) out like like is is the era of of like oh you like nerd stuff that's that's what that is i i hate you and i'm gonna punch you like does that still exist because we're still keeping it beyond that yeah we're still keeping it in this this separate space let's take this call or see what they've got on their mind hi you're on the air hi scott justin street from hey. Wisconsin. Hey, How you doing? good to hear from you. Cheese country. It's good to have you here. Yep. Yep. Um, so kind of actually what Justin was just saying, um, Dragon Ball. I like basketball. I like the outdoors. And I love Dragon Ball. Love all the games. I've always been kind of like straddling all those different areas, like of nerddom or, I don't know, jockdom, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Even hipsterdom, if you want to go there. Mm. But one like big analogy I want to bring up, um, I like to fish a lot. And when I was living in Baton Rouge a year ago, um, everyone down there wears like like professional fishing gear. It's just a line of stuff in Columbia. Like everybody does. They wear like decked out head to toe fishing stuff, fishing gear. I mean, just to go out to eat like at a restaurant. And like a lot of them, they don't even own a fishing rod. But ah. what it does for the industry of fishing is it really helps, um, you know, like put money into it and kind of build it up and, and make it relevant. Um, you know, for conservation and other issues. So just a little analogy there. No, I like this. This is a good point because basically what he's saying, Justin, is, well, A, this exists in lots of other parts of society that uh, we don't necessarily think about. I wouldn't have thought of Baton Rouge fishermen as as a place for somebody to look like they're big into fishing. But I have seen it out here. Like there are people out here who want to be um, uh, that, are, that are great uh, mountain bikers or they love hiking. There's a lot of sort of outdoor stuff in Utah to do. Currently the only three-star Michelin entire state for tourism ever in the history of the country. <laughs> anyway, so because of that, you have a culture of that. You have a lot of REIs and places like that that are that are selling this sort of thing. And you have a lot of people who dress that way but don't actually go do the hiking and all that other stuff. The question is, does it matter? Like, doesn't it just help the overall uh, thing? Like, if you're trying to build an industry or trying to build better tourism or in the case of the fishing or in the case of... Batman popularity, what does it hurt to have all that stuff going on? Here's what I would say it hurts. What if that's all you have? Yeah. I'm the guy who knows the thing. I'm the guy who uh, uh, has spent all this time and effort connecting with people based on my fandom. Mm. And now all of a sudden, the new influx of people doesn't know as much. They don't care to know as much. The depth of it is, is lost. The entire thing is skewed. Now, what does my identity mean? Because it's not only that, oh, I feel like something that I have is is gone. It's that now the next person who thinks, oh, I'm just another fake person like they are. Mm. 
Mm. That's the problem. The problem is, and, and so now, and now what I would say to that is you should really be careful about how you craft your identity around a popular art, right? <laughs> like, in fact, I would say it's probably not a good idea. You should develop a personality and identity beyond the things that you like. Even if you really, 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 really like things. There are people that I know that fly around the country to, to tour with Fish or Bruce Springsteen or, or something like that, but they don't, they also have jobs and they have lives and they have professions and they have careers. You should, you should be able to do many things. There should be many sides to your personality, Scott. I agree. Many, many sides. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Bullwift Tank in Canada. Hey, oh, a Canadian. I love the Canadians. What's up? So I'm, I'm going to bring up everybody's favorite topic there in the chat is the gamer girls. Mm. Like, I have a problem with the fake ones that are wannabe cam girls. Mm. But if someone like Jocelyn or, you know, anyone else that just has an interest in it, you know, like Star Wars or whatever, you know, Force Awakens was their first movie they went, Star Wars movie they went and saw. If that's what they're interested in and they get excited by that and they call themselves a nerd because they watch that, I don't care. Right. But that, it's, the per- it's the person that sits there and throws on a Mario shirt and calls it a Sonic shirt. That's <laughs> the person that kind of bothers me. But do these people they- exist? Let's, <laughs> let's go back to the straw man question. Do you, how often have you actually seen this where outside of people being tongue in cheek or being ironic on purpose or whatever, say that Zelda, uh, what if Zelda was a boy or what if Zelda was a girl or things like that? Yeah. Like what, how I've, often do you actually see that stuff happen? about five times and and that's just genuine they picked it up or they or you know like the they picked up a game boy game or the old super nintendo game and they went oh okay you like you know but before the story was really flushed out to the way it is now mm. well okay so wait hold on whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. and you said want to be cam girls yeah give, give me give me a description so oh yeah let's I, I would like to know what that is what so i so i actually <laughs> think i'll say it and then you tell me canada if i'm getting this right uh, and I had right, this—I well, had this problem, by the way, with the whole ASMR thing a little while back. I should probably explain this. Uh, I went to Twitch because I was curious what this was about. Apparently, I was having this curiosity in parallel with you and Brushwood being goofballs on Night Attack about ASMR. I didn't know that at the time, but all the fans were like, "Oh my gosh, everybody's doing the ASMR thing!" <laughs> and I went, "Oh crap, this is a thing in the in our little weird web of networks." But anyway. I went onto the IRL channel on Twitch just to see because I don't really spend a lot of time in there. Other yeah. people do. That's a lot of people find us that way. So I, I know people are in there, but I wanted to go in there and see what was up. And I had a really hard time finding anybody who just wanted to whisper to me or just wanted to you know flick cards in front of the mic or whatever the thing is that that's working the AS, ASMR uh, magic for somebody. Every single case, and this is me digging through as much of, of the what live channels were live during the middle of the day, every single case were some very attractive girl wearing very little clothes with a camera angle that gave a huge cleavage shot, then whispering things into my ear. Now, I've always said I would be the world's most popular podcaster, bar none, if I was a sexy 25-year-old girl. And I stand by that, and I don't mean it negatively. I think that's great. If you are somebody who also who's got you know comes in with the chops, and you're like, man, I'm doing this cool thing, and you and people like what you're saying and what you're dealing, and you're very attractive, hats off to you, like kick a. But I, at least we have to be realistic with ourselves. 
there's a reason why they've got their boobies out. Why? Well, because that attracts viewers. That attracts viewers. That attracts subs. That attracts money. That attracts bits. Like, they know that. And I think we know that. And I don't think that's that's necessarily a negative thing. Just own it. Just say, oh, yeah, okay, well, she's a sexy girl with her, with her boobs out and makes more money on Twitch than I ever will. Well, but, but it sounds like there's there's kind of a, a problem. Uh, caller? Uh, 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 <laughs> He's still here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I know that Scott just went on a monologue about how <laughs> he saw an ASMR streamer at some point. But uh, uh, what what is your definition for wannabe cam? Okay, so my, my definition of the wannabe cam girl is the girl that's on Twitch and she's playing League of Legends or Hearthstone, and she's got her camera as the primary thing on the screen, and the thumbnail is the game. Mm. And she's got an exa- exactly like what Scott was talking about, you know, the, the tank top or the, uh, or the T-shirt with the slit cut into it right above the cleavage. So you've got a nice shot of it, and she's not really talking about the game. She's just kind of clicking randomly. She's not winning anything, and she's not, it's, she's not trying. She's interacting more with, with the stream. Yeah, and what, what he's describing like exists. These, oh, I've seen oh, oh, oh. this. All right, all right, all right, all right. Calm down, calm down. This right, is, don't make me get the hose. All right. Let me ask you a question. All right, go. What is offensive about that? What's offensive? It, it, it's not so much that it's, it's offensive. It just bothers me because she's trying to go, and and obviously there's there's a, a desire for it, so more power to her for tapping into that. Hmm. But it just kind of bugs me that she goes, oh, I'm a gamer, I'm a nerd, but she's... She's not. She's not trying. She's why, just there for why, the. Why? All right. So why do you know that she is not? Well, I I don't, and I'm I'm making assumptions, and and I'll I'll admit that. Sure. But like Scott was talking about, you know, the the cute girl, or the sorry, the attractive girl with the chops. Like I'll use I'll use an, an actual example. Two two of them specifically, uh, Trey Chat, there mm. on Wowhead, and then Jocelyn. Mm. Like they're both attractive girls with the chops. Mm. But but they don't they don't sell their bodies and then try to lure people in with the idea of oh I'm gaming. Right. They're so actually you, playing games. Do, do you feel that it is a that it is a uh, indicative of laziness or, or cheating for them to to put their bodies as a uh, a centerpiece to the experience? No, I think it's I think it's the other way around. I I think they're saying hey look I'm a gamer so they can go on to Twitch before Twitch had the uh, the IRL streams. Mm. And then, and then, like I said, they've got the game, they're, so they're following the rules, but it's a thumbnail, mm. and they're the main focus when it should be the other way around. They should be the thumbnail, and the game should be the focus. Why? Well, this is why, interesting. Why, why, why should that be the focus? Well, hold on. Before, before he answers that question, uh, I have to admit to something. I yes. did this for a little while. Not in the, I don't have any assets to show anyone here. Yeah. Not, so not in that. It wasn't about me or my chest. No, no. When you but, were when you were doing the, the 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 Twitch stream, you were like, yeah, like StarCraft in in the yes. tiny little corner. I right? would have a little corner going with some game being played because Justin TV had went away. There was not a lot of options. Uh, yeah. YouTube hadn't started letting me stream yet. Like I needed a place to do it, so I started doing it on Twitch, and I did it with a small game window someplace. There wasn't even a game I was playing. It was playing YouTube footage of archival game Plus footage. Plays, yeah. Somebody else was playing so that I technically fit in within the rules. So I, I, I'm not saying, I just want to make it clear that I know that that's a thing that people did and they don't have to now. 
And so what you'll saw a lot of those people do is get away from the gaming stuff and move into where they really wanted to go, which is talk about a certain thing or their IRL channels or what they want them to be now instead of trying to just adhere to a rule and still be the thing they wanted. Here, here's here's what I want to get to with, with, with the caller or, or this idea in general. All right. I feel like what we when we really boil down on this, what we begrudge or what, what, what people begrudge the most for these kinds of streamers, and I'm not de debating that they exist, is their success, mm. is the fact that they are successful, that they get subs, that they get bits, that they get views. Sometimes they even get partnership. Mm -hmm. uh, and that feels like you, well, you are taking a spot away from the real gamers, from the real players, from the real uh, uh, uh the, the, the real people, the real practitioners of this art. Am I am I close to something, caller? Uh, a little bit. I mean, like I'm I'm not gonna lie. It, it is a, a a problem. Like, or um, trying to think the right way to say, it. like what what, what you're describing is a thing. And and now that Twitch does have the IRL section, it bothers me less because mm. it, it used to be. You know, I'd, I'd sit there and I'm trying to find a good stream to watch on Hearthstone before the IRL opened up, and it was. All right, booby streamer, booby streamer, booby streamer. Okay, here's a big streamer, but I can't, I can't follow the the chat because it's going so fast. Mm, you know, but now, but now that there's a place for them to go specifically, then mm. it's less of a problem. Justin, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Yeah, which, by the way, for those of you who are not like in, I know we're doing a little bit of like Twitch inside baseball here, but but when he says IRL, it means that now there are girls that don't need to pretend that they're playing the game. Right, <laughs> they can just sit in front of the camera and talk to the talk to the chat and. Uh, 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 do what they want. However, I, I don't. Uh, now, granted, I am not of Twitch. I am a podcast guy that wanted a live streaming platform, and and uh, obviously, I'm tied to Twitch through my wife. But but I I love Twitch as an ecosystem. But I personally have always found it a little head scratching, the 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 pushback against the the booby stream. Mm. That like I, I I think it has an it is certainly a curious little subculture. It is a curious. Uh, a, a way to present it but if you want to do you know a, a big old halter top uh a stream you know big old halter top for 80 percent of the screen and 20 percent is hearthstone i would almost look at it as like you know uh, absurdism like like it is it, it is certainly titillating for a platform where many many first boners are being uh you know um, <laughs> originated as they uh, uh, you know skip through league of legends channels but uh you know, I don't know. I, I just, I just feel like, like it, it's, it's curious, it's interesting, but I never really got the anger, the anger, and, and the frustration to it. I've never understood. Fully. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. Thank you, caller. I'm gonna say that that's my big hangup too. Is the anger? I understand that you see it. If you are a consumer of that content and you're walking through there and you're like. Oh man, uh, I'd sure like to hang around here and see what's going on. Oh shoot, this is just someone who's kind of not talking about anything I care about. And all I'm really doing is looking at a pretty girl and that's really not what I came here for. Anger at that is weird to me. Moving on to another channel and finding what you're looking for is natural to me. So do that. Do you know but what I yet, mean? But yet let's, but let's get back to it because I was hoping that we would eventually get here, but you definitely charged right out of the gate on this ASMR thing. Yeah. But you, that, that frustrated you. It did. Fr oh, it frustrated me because I was like, well, wait a minute. I, well, here's here's my problem. It wasn't that they were successful. I, I don't. None of that mattered to me. What I wanted to know was, 
are there legit resources for this? And I had people, I asked on Twitter, I said, you guys, I can't find anything that isn't that. Is there a version of this where it's just like an old grandpa saying things? Or is there a version of this where maybe it's a girl and she's whispering, but she's just, you know, dressed like in, like she's in sweats and a t-shirt and I don't have to be distracted by what I'm looking at or that's not the reason I'm there or whatever, all those things. I wanted to know if it was real. And people said, oh yeah, here's an example. And they sent me to some YouTuber and I go watch it and it's the same thing. It's somebody who's, Actually, the one I saw on YouTube was in a state of undress and then began to undress more as the thing went on until mm. they could barely get away with YouTube standards. But like, if I want to watch a Hearthstone stream, can is there any other kind of stream than somebody sitting in a gamer chair in their bedroom uh, <laughs> and it's a man aged between well, 15 and 25? Yeah, but see, that's fine. Asian. That's I totally agree I mean, with like, your scenario. You have a great your well, your point is well made, and that that's exactly certain kinds of people that want to do this, and that's kind of okay, thing. absolutely. Can At the end of a, it, can there be a podcast that isn't a bunch of uh, a, a white dudes with gray hair like <laughs> yes no you're not wrong i'm gonna you're gonna hate this because i agree with you 100 and that's what i did i went oh okay well then i guess i get the landscape it's not for me and i moved on yeah yeah simple easy we got a caller on the line hi who's this hi this is dagum from arizona hello i love arizona hello. good to represent what's up arizona's great yeah. uh so the only thing that i had to say oh, well, i have two things First of all, um, I actually had a real-life experience with a girl that was interested in me faking interest in one of the fandoms that I was interested in. Mm. So it was uh, it was Red versus Blue. Oh, the, and, the Rooster Teeth guys and all that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I had been following them since it was just a, a page with a, bu- with a bunch of links that had uh, downloads, and that's all it was. Like, they didn't have the social media sites that they have now. Right, they're old, uh, but, uh, just the red v blue uh, Halo videos they made on the Xbox, the original Xbox, all all those yep. years ago. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I met this girl, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I really like them too." And after like a few weeks of talking to her, she had never even heard of it before me. Uh, I see. And it was interesting to me. Yeah. It was ahead. interesting to me because if she had just said, "I've never heard of that," uh but can you tell me about it? And then learned about it with me, that would have been good. But instead what I felt was a feeling of betrayal Mm. and not a genuine interaction with her. Right. Now this is interesting because his specific case is not an issue. This could be anything. This could be her feigning interest in your, in your favorite hockey team. This could be her feigning interest in the job that you do. This could be you feigning interest in the rom-com she likes to watch. Like this is just relationship one-on-one oops, I overextended and, and I would really like this guy, but I told him I liked a thing that I don't actually know about. Now I'm embarrassed. I mean, that's all this is. Like what he's describing is that. Well, it just me, happened ask, to be in ask, this let space. Let me ask the caller. Let yeah. me ask the caller. All right. What is the line between she lied to me about being into it and she liked you and wanted to impress you and so she told a white lie? Like is that – yeah, I guess because – it seems like your perspective on it is that it's sinister. Yeah, Me? Well, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was sinister, but I think this taps into this experience taps into what a lot of people feel mm-hmm. when they yeah. feel like they're being lied to. I guess, I guess. So when I say sinister, I just mean like you felt betrayed. Like, like at the oh, end yeah, of it, yeah. at the end of it, you felt like this was not something 
good. It wasn't like, oh, ha, ha, ha. what a fun little mix up we had at the beginning of our right. relationship. Like, <laughs> now let's connect. It was like, what the fuck? Like, why'd you, di- why'd you say this? I thought yeah, we had connection. It was built on lies. Right. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead and say it again. I was just saying that, yeah, it's basically the basis of how they, I know them, right? Right. It's, the relationship starts out a little lie. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to go over here. Yeah, I totally get that. I'll, I'll tell you what, I've, I've certainly, I used to always joke that like my, a, a, a way that I would initiate conversation. Now, granted, I'm a fairly curious person that likes to give a chance to all sorts of different things. So like getting into something new enough to have a conversation with somebody is something that I like to do in general. But I used to joke when I was a singleman that uh, uh, one of my favorite things was, would just be if I knew somebody was into something, I'd pull like, you remember, you remember that scene in uh, there's, uh, there's something about Mary Which one? where uh, Matt Dillon is, uh, uh, he's like, oh, like uh, he's like going to give her change for a dollar or something. And he's like, oh, all I got are these damn Nepalese coins because he knows that she's really into the fall. Oh, right. I do vaguely remember this now. That movie is old, but yes, I remember. I always use the joke about like you know you always got to have your Nepalese coins in your pocket. You got to have like the 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 thing like just to to just show because to me that's a fine line, right? Like the caller's like, ah, look, it was it was a conversation that began a lie. When from my perspective, it was always like, no, I want to demonstrate how interested I am in somebody by getting into something that they like. Yeah, by 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 showing demonstrating effort uh, uh, that I care about what could be a mutual interest. Yeah, uh, what he so end, what's funny is what he's so interesting. What he's ended up describing is a micro version of the macro example of Microsoft going to IBM for a special meeting. IBM saying we need this OS and we need it ASAP. Microsoft saying, "Oh, we've got it done. We just have to do a few tweaks here and there." And then going back to their office and starting from scratch because they really actually didn't have anything. And it's not that different from that. I bet you there are a lot of relationships that started with a little untruth like I'm into the thing you're in. Okay, actually, I don't know anything about it kind of lie that ended up, you know, fostering into a great relationship. And that they look back on that sort of thing now and just sort of laugh at it. So I don't even think it's the end of the world kind of thing. But I, what I think he was trying to say to us, and thanks for your call, we don't have him now, but um, I think what he was trying to make the, the comparison was, was like, this is how it makes people feel. So it was, for him, it was a very personal experience. But yeah. for a lot of people, they're like, wait a minute, this girl with a tiny thumbnail image of, of, uh, of StarCraft, and she's sitting there in her, in her nothings and not really playing the game very well. That's like, that's just a lie. You're not the channel you, you pretend to be. You're just this, you know, you're this thing that isn't real. And I totally get that. I totally get. I guess, but that's that that comes with an assumption of what you think that channel should be. Right, and that's the weird bit. We, yeah, we, that we, you we, think yeah. she should be better at StarCraft. That you think that she should be dressing more modestly. That you think that she should be focusing on on the Zerg rush and not whether or not her, her <laughs> boobs look good right i exactly right. agree with you like that just move go to a different channel you can't control that you may listen to this right now and go man i wish scott had a scottish accent i can't do it it's not there it's no you're never going to get it and you forcing your will on me is not going to matter go someplace else a grandma who doesn't like black people can complain all day that she wishes there weren't black people down at the mall, but there they are, and here we are. 
You know what I mean? Like, get sure. freaking used to it and go someplace else. Someone get Nana off Facebook. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, this is Dan from Pittsburgh. Hey, Dan from Pittsburgh. What's up, man? Hey, I wanted to touch on something you'd said earlier. It was about uh, when the subculture becomes the culture. And I uh, yeah. thought that uh, I think the idea that like when the subculture becomes the culture is when it becomes profitable and yeah. there are people putting money into it. So yeah. I think the what a lot of people probably focus on or I guess worry about is the idea that, you know, outside forces, whether they be corporations or people are going to come in to their space now that it's become, you know, popular culture and start trying to extort them or, you know, trick them into spending money for and, you know, getting their money. Right. Uh, moreover, though, this is where I think people start taking it personally. Let's say you, uh, the caller, are somebody who is an expert in, I don't know, in the uh, Marvel comics, let's say. And you've got a little burgeoning stream that you do once a week where you talk to fans about Marvel comics and you pick out issues from the 70s and go, okay, Silver Age, this and that. And you're just a real expert. and You know your stuff and you've known it forever your whole life. Along comes a very attractive uh, 22-year-old in L.A. who pop, plops in front of her thing and starts talking about why she just loves Tony Stark and her only experience with Tony Stark are the three Iron Man movies and she still hasn't even seen Infinity War. And she's just sort of talking about him as if she really is into this stuff and and uh, she gets ends up getting with an audience of thousands and a chat room that just goes flipping by. And what I'm describing is not all that unusual, by the way. These happen all the time. You are then in a position where you can make a choice about how you're going to feel about it. You're either going to go, I can't believe this know-nothing nobody came in here and faked her way in here and now she's got this audience that should be my audience. And... Yeah, there we go. That's the I think that's where that's the basic human emotion we're yeah. dealing with. I'm not trying yeah. to place embrace <laughs> embrace your hatred. Exactly. I'm not oh. trying to put this at the feet of you, yes. caller. Make your way to her chat room. <laughs> call her a bitch. Because <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying you're doing that at all. But I think your fear, uh, that kind of higher level fear of well now it's gone corporate or now it's all about money or it's no longer about whether. You know, I stayed in line for eight hours to see Star Star Wars when I was eight. Now it's everything is Star Wars, and there's nothing I can do about it, and everyone else controls it but me. You can boy, you can have that broad anger as the culture shifts, or you can have this tightly packed anger at this one streamer who is outdoing you because of your numbers. I think again, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm ascribing all of this to you, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that is is that kind of what you're getting at? Uh that's I mean. Not that I have anything to do with that, but uh, it's certainly an right. idea of what I'm getting at. Right. Yeah, that, right. uh, I gave I guess, you a role that, that you didn't guess, exactly ask for. I, I apologize for that, but I was like, I couldn't think of a better way to exemplify it. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I don't know what the answer to this is, Jury, except to say, you know. there there There's one thing that I do want to explore before we wrap it. All right, give it to me. Lay that I do me. think is more insidious. Go. I think that there is an ever-evolving idea with women in new media that there is an expectation of a role to be played you know and this is what you always see in the most disgusting versions of the like private messages that come in that right. part of this is not just I feel like my favorite streamer should have more of an audience and this is ruining it, right? Or I wish that I had a bigger audience. But also that 
you're somebody that I find attractive or interesting. Why aren't you behaving the way that I want you to behave? Yeah. I think you should be better than this. I think you should be doing this, that, or the other. And there's always going to be a level of possessiveness between creator and consumer. But I do think that specifically with women and specifically on the internet, because of how fast the communication goes and because the communication is private, you get just some really gross stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's an element here that I don't think we talk about all that much, but I do from, from conversations, you know, I've had with, with people who do this, with women who do this, that's where the really gross stuff comes in. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Now there are going to be people, some people just plain old won't hear this, but there'll be people that hear this and think that the, the side of, um, why this is a problem or why it should make you mad isn't being well represented here. You got a couple of guys who are pretty, I don't know what the word is. We're like, again, if I find a channel that for some reason that it's not doing, doing it for me, I move on. And and that's the same thing people should do. I'm sure there have been thousands of people during my time as a, as a full-time podcaster and streamer who have heard something I said and went, eh, not for me and moved on. It's okay, man. Like that's part of it. The ones I don't want are the ones that hang around and demand things from me. And I and I can only imagine how much worse that is, given power differentials and everything else, if you are a young, attractive girl on the internet and someone's saying, dance, monkey, dance. I just can't, I can't imagine what that probably feels like. That being said, the bigger your audience, the more you're going to get that. So... It's part of the deal. This isn't going to get solved today. Well, I, th- I think that there's there, there are a few things. There's, yes, it getting, you know, hearing from the unwashed masses when you are very, very popular is part of the deal. Right. But I don't think that that necessarily takes away from the idea that there are societal trends in, in our world, right, mm-hmm. uh, that are unique. We don't get... You know, whenever, whenever, uh, uh, you know, at, at Nertacular or something, when me and you sit down with, you know, a, a Joss or, or Veronica Belmont or anything like that, and we compare, hey, what's the creepiest fan experience we've had? Oh, my gosh. We don't really, we're, we're out on that bidding on, on the first, <laughs> you know, like to use a poker analogy, Scott and I don't have enough to even go past the first round, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the stuff that comes into women is just, it is it is not only gross, it is dangerous. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's something that I think that this doesn't have to be kind of both, but I do think that if if we're going to have this conversation, we do have to understand that that plays a role in it Mm -hmm. and, and the, and the, the fake fraudulent element of it, either as an expression of anger or as a disappointment of expectation plays into this entire thing i am yeah i think you and i are in complete agreement maybe for the first time on this show i don't have any i have zero arguments against any of that i think that's exactly it and i can tell you even just as uh the creepiest thing i'll tell you right now the creepiest thing that ever happened to me there's two things mm-hmm. and they're dumb one was a guy showed up with homemade chili right after a morning show unannounced and someone i'd never met before that weirded me out a little bit 
And I got yeah. naked pictures from a Canadian lady who's still anonymous. I don't know who it is, but claimed to be at Nerdtacular every year. Uh, naked pictures from a lady. Did I say pictures from a naked lady? That sounds weird, like she's naked all the time. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. That's the, as creepy as I got for me. Spend five minutes with any of these girls we've talked about, any of these women in our lives that work in this space. It's not even close. And there's a difference. If my biggest problem is someone sending me naked pictures of them, imagine how many weirdos are asking these women to send naked pictures to to them. Do you know what I mean? Like, ugh. Well, and I'm sure plenty of unsolicited photos as well. Uh, yeah, I don't want wiener pics, yo. I'll bet you're getting tons of those. The point is, the bottom line with all this stuff for me is... It's simple. First of all, you don't own any of this stuff. It's like this freaking fan effort to try to remake an entire Star Wars film and collect money to do it, which is scammy yeah. as hell and lame and dumb on a, a million different levels. But it's even on small stuff like, you know, lost fans who didn't like how it ended and demanded better or whatever. Like at some point you don't own any of this and it's on you to consume it if you want and don't if you don't. You can be disappointed and not like it. You can express those opinions. Just... Well, I mean, look, here's all I'll say. Yeah. I understand these feelings. Right. I understand these impulses. But I think that they are, instead of reasons to be injured, they are calls to action to evolve personally. Mm. I think that they are ultimately immaturity. And, and that's something that I, I will stand by. I think whenever you become a gatekeeper, in a serious way, mm-hmm. it is a sign that you are not secure with yourself and your personality and yeah. that you are protecting something that you feel gives your personality a worthwhile standing yeah. and that somebody is taking that away from you. Nobody can take away your personality. Nobody can take away your worth. Uh, uh, you just need to become more comfortable. Yeah. They're, they're not, these things aren't bricks in your house that are being pulled away and you're going to collapse because of them. Yeah, they're shared bricks, but not shared by everybody. Everyone thinks Star Wars is universal. I have bad news for you. A lot of people don't like it um, as just an example. But in the case of this whole fake nerd, fake gamer girl stuff. I don't know. I kind of had it with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've kind of had it. I mean, I have no patience for it. People come to me going, can you believe it? I'm like, nah, I got other shit to do. <laughs> I don't have time yeah. for this. I mean, look, I think that there's been some very toxic elements of, of Twitch content. Yeah. Um, and and uh, sometimes I am I am just as befuddled. Let, let me let me let me let me let me make it clear. I am just as befuddled sometimes when I look at some uh, uh, IRL streams and it's just like a couple of cute young girls sitting around talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, OK, uh, uh I I kind of get it. I guess I get it. But I, I guess I've always just looked at it as more of a curiosity and not something that. What? <laughs> like I guess when I when I see, when I see that somebody like that, a stream like that, has a hundred more viewers than me, my first thought is not, why aren't they mine? Right. Why don't those viewers love me? Why don't they love me more? I work so hard. I know I'm the moral of my own story. I know that I'm the one that deserves their love. So why don't they love me instead? I, I try to, although, listen, those are easy thoughts to have. I, yeah, think we all no, have I get them. Sure. I get we it. All, we all have 
as, as creators. We're all trying to grow. We're all trying to do stuff, but you don't want to be that 65 year old lady at the food court going, those shorts are too short on people. She doesn't know. Don't yeah. be that lady. Do better. Try harder. Yeah. That's the moral today. Grow. Justin, this has been great. Uh, we should leave the fine folks with a few uh, things left in their ear holes, like other ways they can track us down, get us emails, find us. For God's sakes, I'm only putting lady emails into this uh, in, into next week. We got no lady callers. I'm only doing lady emailers. Joss said she's going to email. She couldn't call in because of a tack. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'm only doing lady emails. If you're a guy, don't even write in or or say you're a lady, uh, uh, because I'm, I'm that's the only people that I'm that I'm running emails from. I do really want a female perspective on this. Uh, please go ahead, uh, unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. Unfriendmeshow at gmail.com. Uh, of course, put it in your phone. 801-471-0462. 0462 is the number uh put on put just put it into your phone put it under unfriend me so when the show is going on you can just buzz in and call yeah next week scott mm. we're going out to the theme park specifically we're going to talk about sea world whoa sea world and and how great it is and how those how those giant uh fish and mammals really like being there they're there of their own accord is that what we're going to talk about mm-hmm we're going to talk about SeaWorld. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, well, not only, of course, uh, all the controversy around it, what SeaWorld's rebuttal is, uh, just the idea of conservation uh, in general uh, and, and how it has evolved over the years. Uh, yeah. All that next week. Right. On yeah. Uh, my daughter's, by the way, watching the show. I just saw her chat. She says, I don't like the name Gamer Girl. It's like saying Scientist Girl or Engineer Girl. Yes. Kind of has, has a point. I mean, I'm not saying I raised it, but <laughs> she's a smart kid. So there you go. All right. Uh, let's see if there's anything else going on. Of course, uh, Unfriend Me can be found on the web at frogpants.com slash unfriend me. Follow Justin and I at Justin R. Young and Scott Johnson on Twitter. We often reply to uh, thoughts and feelings on there as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's about it. Justin, anything else people should look for? You got uh, something going on with uh, the contender. You want to push that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheap contenders all week celebrate independence week uh if you go on to the contender.us the 500 card base game that started it all is 1776 mm. for the week so cheap folks come on it ain't gonna get any cheaper now's the time to buy that's it you really want to think ahead get your little uh a white elephant gift exchange kind of stuff uh, a bir- all-purpose birthday present if you know somebody that's into politics this is the time to do it the contender.us also for the first time ever mix and match any two uh, uh, mini expansions. It's buy one, get one free. That's you can good. do any number of, of pairs of twos and you get them half off. This is the time to do it. Head on over there right now. Buy one, get one free on mini expansion. While your wallets are open, don't forget. Just, sorry, just use code rockets. Yeah, rockets, oh yeah, rockets. Rockets is the code. Rockets, rockets. is the code. Yes, okay, so rockets. just go add everything to your, to your cart and code rockets. Red Be rocket. Red rocket. Yep. No, wait. Not red rocket. Just rockets. No, just rockets. rockets. God, don't make a joke about the <laughs> offer code, for God's sake. The, the dog penis. That's the joke there. Uh, also, uh, so rockets, not dog penis. Don't put dog penis in it. We'll get you no discount. Rockets. No discount. Uh, also, we have a t-shirt uh, for Unfriend Me. If you're interested in it, in it and your wallet's already open, head on over to frogpants.com slash store. It's right there on our homepage as well. Just a link up top. Hit that and you'll find it. And as always, thanks to everyone who supports us on Patreon. If you haven't yet, consider it. It's a great way to keep this show happening. 
and uh, keep everybody's lights on. That's going to do it for us. We're so glad to have been here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. For me and Justin, we'll see you next time. See you, unfriends. Bye, unfriends. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>